0: Podplay presents The Stuntman and the Writer, a podcast series that examines the business of entertainment from the perspective of a writer who likes to sit alone in dark rooms and moan while typing, and a stuntman who likes to jump off tall things and get punched. Starring real-life stuntman Mark Cooper and a writer of film, TV, and podplays, Dave Harris. Hello and welcome to The Writer and the Stuntman. I'm sitting here with Mark
1: Cooper, And I am the uh, stuntman, which yeah. leaves you... As the writer. As the writer, as a writer That yes. leaves me as the writer. Right. Okay.
0: So here we are uh, doing a podcast, combining flavors that shouldn't be combined. <laughs> <laughs> Who put their peanut butter in my chocolate? Yes, Who right. Who put their chocolate in my, my peanut, peanut butter? butter. Uh, the writer and the stuntman. And basically on this podcast, we'll be discussing... Uh, well, pretty much everything in uh, filmmaking, the business of show, the, the business show, of show, the show
1: business, the show business,
0: and we're coming to you from uh, Torrance, California, in the the, uh,
1: the Strand Brewing
0: Company. And what are you? What are you drinking this afternoon? I'm having
1: an Atticus, which is an IPA.
0: Oh, it's a lovely. And uh, you, Mr. Amber color. I- I'm drinking their Throwback Lager. Ah, it's an uh, easy drinking. Lower alcohol per volume.
1: Did you come up with
0: that name, throwback logger? No, nope, had you nothing did. to do with it. Okay, no. <laughs> I don't write everything. I just write <laughs> some.
1: One could only hope. I love your writing.
0: Uh, Mark Cooper and I uh, met on a, uh, a movie.
1: It used to be called Kook, which is a derogatory term for um, kind of a beginner surfer, right? Would yeah. you say? Yeah, yeah, a goofy, a goofy uh, kind of guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think a kook can apply to anybody that's kind of a. Slight, as a slight idiotic bend. Okay. But it was used very much in the '80s uh, to describe someone who
1: can't surf or can't surf
0: and shouldn't probably be in 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 the area. Right, right. right, Like a local zone, like that. Right. If you're
1: territorial, which I never have been, I think it's Uh, stupid. But we
0: all all like the name Kook, but that, that that name didn't survive.
1: No. When I first read the script and that you know how the opening page always has the title of the movie and it said Kook, written by David Harris, I go, oh my gosh. This is perfect. And then they changed it to the age of summer.
0: Yeah, I I think that was like a pizza delivery idea. (laughs) Like if you open a a Yellow Pages, which is very modern thinking, because everyone Mm. goes alphabetical now. But the idea is if you open the Yellow Pages, uh, A's show up first. So they needed to come up with a... Oh, uh, is this a true story? A a title, yeah.
1: Oh, see, stuntmen aren't privy to those higher up decisions. Thank God, because it
0: really doesn't mean anything.
1: I would call it something stupid, like... I don't even want to say.
0: No. Kook, kook. Right. Anyway, the movie's on Showtime now, so go it's, watch it if
1: you'd like. It's actually a really good movie. It's a coming a, of age movie.
0: It's a good capture of uh, uh, coming of age. Yeah. yeah. Being a writer, you spend a lot of time in a dark room by yourself, moaning. I'm sorry. And then when you when you uh, are, are are on a movie set, uh, on location, mm-hmm. at the beach, yeah. uh, things change. Yeah. So there were a lot of. Um, I wanted to be friends with everyone. I, you know, I'm, I'm still like no, 13. Sure, I did. Yeah, I not, wanted to be yeah. friends with the grips, and I wanted to be friends with the, the art department, and I wanted to be friends with the wardrobe,
1: because they're all so I'm pretty. I'm kidding. You're wonderful. You were wonderful. So.
0: But when I met you, I didn't know exactly what to do with you, because <laughs> uh, my... Most people don't. Uh, and now I call it a misconception, but, but my misconception of stunts is... Uh, Macho. And, and I... I don't think I knew where they fit into the, the movie spectrum. Right. Because I knew that they jumped through plate glass and made these dangerous things happen, and actors took them very seriously, and, and, you know, more seriously than probably anyone else on set. I got that from, like, TV shows I've watched and right, things I've right, right. like read. Yeah, sure. But you were, like, an active part of the process. You 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 were... Well, I was
1: actually... I was a stunt coordinator on right, that as well. Right, and
0: I okay. learned that that okay. is... Uh, Obviously, a thing that is more active on set than just
1: being a stunt man,
0: or, or turning in paper saying this is where the stunt happens.
1: Right. So the stunt man usually defers and answers to the stunt coordinator. You know. So that's at the, being the stunt coordinator, you want to hire the right person for the right job, right? And it's a serious. It's it's huge because people can get hurt. What I didn't take
0: into consideration was how dangerous a set is and how seriously. You guys take your job, and, and not that I didn't think you didn't take it seriously, but I, there's a one particular part, and there was this scene that we, we shot on a pier, and there was this drunk oh, guy that was supposed to fall off the, yeah, pier, the and pier, and we, we did that yeah. for real. Uh, it didn't make it into the movie.
1: It's no, probably either. the most expensive part, but that is it was par for the course for a movie. And not people. only that, but he had to go, he had to leave the pier backwards. Yes. Do you remember? Yes. So he had to do a backwards flip, and look like he was drunk. And that looked like he was a proficient diver, which he right. was. So.
0: And then cling to the uh, piling, piling of, a, of a pier. And for you uh, rubes out there, piers are, uh, pier pilings uh, are covered with uh, muscles, muscles,
1: which are very sharp. So um, I, I brought it to the director's attention. I think you were there. You were there most uh, of Bill the Piley, time. Bill Kiley, the director? He, yes. And I asked for the stuntman to be padded in his chest. And the only way he made that fall, because there's one continuous shot, remember? So he would fall into the water. We had cameras rolling in the water. We had cameras rolling on top of the pier. And after he, you know, got drunk nah, 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 and fell into the water, we kept rolling, and he had to swim and 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 hold on to a pilot. So I asked, we have to protect him somehow in his chest or something, you know, because his muscles are going to hurt him. They're going to cut him. Yeah. And so we... Patted him up, and we put a wetsuit on him, we did everything we could, but he still had a little bit of, you know, lesions. And All for the name of a cutting
0: room floor. Right, exactly. It was a great scene, though. It was a great scene, it was, it was, was scene. well shot, it was, as I remember, maybe someday we'll get a cut of it and we can just put it up on our website, yeah. so people can see what the
1: fuck we're talking about. Uh, the stuntman's name was uh, Stephen White, and I actually used him, I do um, you saw, I'm sure you did, see La, La Land. Yes. So um, he's the same. Mark,
0: Mark, Mark did stunts for La La Land I was well. the stunt coordinator on La La Land. Mark was the stunt coordinator on La La Land.
1: So, not to correct you, but I'm going no, to. No, I would love you to correct me all the time. just a little old writer in a dark I room. I am. I'm just a little old <laughs> writer in a dark room but moaning anyways, to myself. <laughs> but Stephen was the guy that... Which, by
0: the way, La La Land, uh, for, for everyone out there, La La Land was a little bit bigger than Age of Summer. <laughs> I believe... I don't think they're on Showtime right now. Age of Summer's on Showtime. But... La La Land, I think you can still rent. Next to meeting
1: you is one of my greatest experiences in my life. Oh, uh, I bet. Uh, but, um, Probably me a little bit above La La, 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 La just Land. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But uh, it's the same guy that jumped off the balcony in, in the dance sequence at the, at the mansion. Oh, at right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah and, and went into the <laughs> woods. He did that right? 33 times. Ran into the woods. What Wasn't it like on about? a hill? It was into the, yeah. yeah. It was in a, in, a, in, a, in a Hollywood Hills. right. I thought you said he got out of the pool and ran into the... Pool.
0: You know, I, I right. took a lot of acid when I was younger. You did. I, I don't, don't even know where I am where right
1: now. I'm fine. <laughs> you're, I, you're at Strand Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. Torrance, California.
0: I'm drinking a... a pale Ale. No. Throwback. throwback
1: Lager. I'm drinking an Atticus. It's delicious. Where they got these names? Mm. Who knows. So, yeah, La La Land was awesome, but getting back to Kook, Age of Summer... I would love to do a
0: show on La La Land, and we will. Because that was a fascinating uh, movie that, that did involve... And I don't think uh, people would call that a stunt movie. But then, if you look at the movie through the lens of a Stuntman, just the overpass scene alone was uh, well. People do realize that there
1: was, you know, there was ten people, ten stunt players within that sequence. And you guys are, are doing that on that overpass, which is two hundred. Is it two hundred feet? Like one hundred and twenty. Yeah, it's it's I'm it's, bad with numbers. It's high. Is it but six thousand feet in no, the air? No, it's not 6,000. But the the, um, the dancers were like part of my. Um, not problem but part of my safety net thing. thank you so I was I lost sleep over that yeah town.
0: well I watched you uh, so, so the pier the pier uh, fall correct uh, age of summer age of summer I remember that day very clearly because I remember you uh, your your stuntman I'm sorry what was his name Steven Stephen was standing on the barrel a barrel that was just
1: it was a, a trash a, can a, right right it had a top on it correct well, you couldn't we, see it we turned it over Yes. Okay.
0: So that was level with the the railing of the, of the uh, pier, the pier. Yeah. So he had a place to start. And mark between takes, uh, all I remember is you wiping that down, uh, like uh, DJ learning how to DJ for the first time. Like it was like
1: seventeen hours <laughs> of you analogy. just wiping well, and looking if he, worried. If he slipped, and fell,
0: yeah. Just um, one, and you had like seventeen thousand extras around you. His whole, his there whole en- all those idiots their like the drinks whole, on the on the, right. thing, on the and
1: his whole entrance into the water would have been miscalculated.
0: And he could have hit his head on the uh, on yeah, the pier. A, a there's so many th- things that can go wrong. Uh, yeah. I think that's when I realized there's so many things that can go wrong, and how much of that weight is on your shoulders. It's you Your control. You you are like a guarantee to control chaos when
1: you can't even control. Right. It. It's controlled chaos. Is exactly what it is.
0: So yeah. that was. Uh, another moment that I that I considered the stunt coordination to be one of the most important parts of of a, of a bigger movie of a movie that has stunts. Well, you wrote it. Oh, and I just wrote whatever I wanted to. Correct, in there. and that's what happened. And then people got mad at me, like you.
1: Yeah. Why are we doing this? <laughs> I don't know because I thought about it. and No one told me not to. Exactly. And then and then I, do you remember the conversations? Well, how do you see this? How do you you know like. Yeah. How, what do you mean a drunk guy falling into the water? I mean, how Yeah, it's he,
0: one sentence.
1: Yeah, but Fuck we, you, that's your problem. Right. So you have <laughs> to, why would he climb on the pier? Why would he jump? To, why, 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 why? Because his mom didn't love him. And the thing is, the other thing that uh, a lot of people don't realize, you have to get into the head of the stunt man. Right. What, okay, you're doing this. I know you're a proficient diver, Stephen, but you're playing with a freaking drunk right now. You're a a coach. You become a coach. you become like a little bit of an acting coach, and you don't want to do this over and over. Or just
0: like a sports coach too.
1: And you don't want to do this over and over. No. You certainly don't want to get out of the water. And and by the way, that entails hair, makeup, wardrobe, because you have to shoot them going into the water, so all his wardrobe's wet if we don't get it on the first time. So it it's there's a lot more departments within the filmmaking process that are looking to you. That just let's just do this one time. So
0: yeah, but also at the end of the day, you just don't want to kill a guy. Correct. <laughs> right. And it's probably the only department.
1: Which is kind of sad because there's been a couple of stunt deaths lately. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's very serious. It's serious. Of course. It and is. I don't it's want to get animal. all weird and like emotional now. Oh, I just, mean,
0: we're making movies. We're making entertainment. No one right. should die. No,
1: no one should die, or even get hurt.
0: Right. And all animals are you know, humans. Electric has all those. I mean, look, it, it, anytime you're moving heavy equipment and you have that many moving parts, it's a dangerous thing. Yeah, and you and can't I, take And I, lightly. Think that I think what I respect uh, after being on that movie set is the immense amount of responsibility it takes to be called a stunt coordinator. It's yeah. like
1: calling chaos controller, yeah. it, it, and that's nuts. And the funniest thing is you can rehearse all these like car chases and helicopters, and that, but when it comes to, like, I did this um, TV series called House of Lies. With Don Cheadle and Kristen Bell, well, there was a lot of physical humor in it. You know, the writer would put in, "Oh, you know, Don falls through a chair, or Don falls over a table and then into the wall, and then he falls over a banister." Where well, you're going? Well, oh my God! You know, like what banister? How high? What's going on? Like you, it's it, and, and they don't give you. Usually, a lot of time to prepare. No, for they, they want,
0: especially TV. Yeah. Right? Here's you the start script. watching
1: like the old Buster Keaton and start watching the old um, Inspector Clouseau, Peter Sellers stuff. I've watched that all the time. My God, it's well. And there's a different level
0: of like when someone says he falls backwards in his chair to a writer and a director, especially first time, they'll be like, "No, we'll just let him fall." To you, you're like, "Well, if he falls and he breaks his neck." Right. That's my that, job, right? Like no one's going to hire me anymore because I didn't cr- c- c- control the chaos, right. Right? right? which is an insane job title. It's it's insane. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: There's Mark a- Mark started um, a while back. You 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 were you've been in almost every major movie. Well, I've, I Iron Man, I've been blessed and uh, the wrestler, which I want to talk about a lot, okay. and and. You, you, old, sc- you were in old school. That's insane. I want to talk about I forgot old school. All about that. Your memories of old school. Yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell's movie.
1: I barely remember um,
0: that. F- well, it was a while ago, but while ago. it's an amazing uh, career span of, of, of just achievements. That that uh, everything that everyone wants to know about big cinema today. Yeah. But you continue. You continue. You're a young dude. You're still. <laughs> Well, you are. I, I mean, you're 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 still no. chugging along. This isn't a retrospective of like chugging you don't have the giant uh, black rim glasses and no, um, not yet. Your your beer is fairly steady in your hand, so <laughs> <clears throat> you uh, just got off work of kind of a high profile project.
1: Yes, I just finished um, season two of The Mandalorian. The just Mandalorian, one, which just, is a is not a small program. No, but just one episode. But I was just stunt. Performer on that, I really can't say too much about it. Okay. So it's still uh open. can I
0: just ask one question? Sure. Baby Yoda.
1: In it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In Love it. the Baby Yoda. Everyone loves the Everyone, Baby Yoda.
1: Everyone's cuckoo. I think
0: Baby Yoda uh, single-handedly prom- uh, a saved or or maybe made Disney Plus uh, a success.
1: I have to agree. Um, I'm, if, I'm if a they, Star Wars they, fan. If they got and a, I'm a, not,
0: a sitcom with Baby Yoda and Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> maybe that would
1: have, but I think um, maybe that's a spin-off. I, I think the Mandalorian has a lot to do with John Favreau.
0: Oh, absolutely! Who I they, consider they're... a
1: friend who hired my son, who um, who's been very kind to me uh, over the years. And
0: well, you've you worked with John
1: on what movies? Iron Man One, Iron Man Two, Iron Man Three. But he's part of the whole Disney. I did all three Iron Mans, and it's funny. He goes, you you're." you're you're one of the only guys... I've played different characters in every single different... Uh, all different Iron Man's. Yeah. I was Mickey Rourke's stunt double Iron Man 2. Yeah. And... Well, no. Excuse me. No, I wasn't. That's where I met Mickey. I was... So the wrestler H- came after Iron Man 2? E- I don't know. I don't either. Well, I, no, I, I was to. hoping you would know, no, since you lived know. that life. But I, that's okay. I, I um, um... I was in a jail cell with Mickey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And... Uh, that's where we met And that's how I started doubling in Wow In Iron Man 2 And then Iron Man 3 I was um, Ponytail Express and, Right Yeah
0: That's a great scene
1: Yeah And Iron <laughs> Man 1 I was just A guy in a car
0: so, so you really do Kind of bounce between Being an actor And being uh, stunt no, no, no. a Stunt Doing stunts and performer, also
1: Stunt performer an actor. Well, but you're
0: you're acting in these things. You have lines. You have reoccurring roles in uh, in TV
1: shows. Well, I had w- one reoccurring role in Narcos Mexico.
0: Okay, you can downplay whatever you want to. No, but no, if no, I no, had no. a reoccurring role in Narcos, I think I'd be an actor. I wouldn't just be an. I writer. was an actor.
1: I actually had two stunt doubles in that. Yeah,
0: in yeah. a trailer, mm. and the Fear of Death in Mexico, and the Fear. Of while death you shoot Mexico, we'll get into that
1: in a different episode. Yes. Um. Good times.
0: But you 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 uh, ended up on uh, the hottest uh, TV show or the hottest uh, entertainment event of uh, 2019, probably going into 2020. Which is how, how do you uh, oh, Mandalorian. The, the Mandalorian? How do you attribute? What do you what I, do you attribute I, I, your your skill level of being uh, of finding these projects that that
1: are so high up on the visibility? I've been extremely fortunate about stunt coordinators okay, that have yeah, hired like, me. Uh, but, well, the best thing you can do in any line of work, right, is to show up prepared. And a, 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 one of my dearest friends told me in the stunt world, 15 minutes late is on time, and and, and late is unacceptable. Yeah. Show up, but show up early.
0: You were always there early with me. Yeah. That's just because I was
1: a. I was remember I was buts. there. I was there always early. I was just excited even,
0: to be there. Even if I. You were you've been doing this all your life. I, I haven't been on a movie since. No, I was like, sure. I want to get a breakfast burrito first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want the best breakfast burrito. I was too nervous even thinking about breakfast. It was good food, though, wasn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, it was fine food. Yeah. They, they did not... They, for, a, for a little indie movie, it was actually quite, it was quite well That was a really uh, good time.
1: Prepped. And some of those are, are some of the best.
0: Well, the you best get ones. to... the the. I think the best part of that movie, and I don't think anybody could disagree, was shooting it. I mean, I, there was a bond that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, what comes with that is, is a false sense of, like... Well, this is this was the, this is the movie that's going to shut down all movies. We're obviously doing something awesome, and no one will ever want to watch a movie ever again after they watch this one. <laughs> which is not true.
1: No, no.
0: Sometimes when you're having a really good time on set, it's complete shit. Now this one isn't. That's called
1: wishful thinking. Yes. this This one this one has its flaws, but I believe it's a good movie. It's a good. It's a great movie. I loved it. I've seen it like four or five times. Um. What was I going to say, though, before I was so rudely interrupted by Oh, I'm very sorry. Mr. Writer. I do want to talk about your writing, though. Um, How do you feel like when an actor comes on the set and hasn't obviously read one word of your script?
0: (laughs) I don't think I've ever had that... I've had actors come on set going well I'm going to completely change all of these words and being a writer you don't really uh, have the I mean you can go to the director and, and plead your case they don't want to talk to you at all but um, or having to rewrite for a writer but I've never had you've you had who's who are you talking about who came on the set and hadn't read one line how did they even decide that they wanted to do the movie
1: I, money oh of course yeah well, let me Maybe take should, a couple of guesses. That, that, that's, I'm going to have another beer before I open up about that, that one. That might be a good idea. <laughs> Let's take a small commercial break
0: here. We'll be back with the writer and the stuntman after this.
1: Uh-huh.
0: The pod play is brought to you in part by Strand Brewing Company. Refining the craft beer movement in Los Angeles since 2009, Strand Brewing grew from a couple of guys and one overloaded and beat-up minivan to a statewide distribution brew house that includes restaurants up and down the West Coast to Costco and Whole Foods and a thriving 36,000 foot brew space slash tap room. I caught up with Joel, owner and brewer, to discuss the common thread in any successful startup, creativity and the skill of putting one foot in front of the other. I believe in doing the right thing, and doing the best for the greatest number of people. I really wish that we lived in a world where more people could trust a look in the eye and a handshake. You know, we've created a, a place here where people who you might think otherwise would never talk to each other are sitting at a table together, enjoying each other's company over here, not
1: talking about politics, not getting all bullshit.
0: Because it all happens here. The ideas happen here. The brewing happens here. Yeah. And then the pouring happens here. My beer is my beer. Yes. I love that I live and die by that. You know, really, it's, there's really very little room for error. I enjoy that. And if there's a zombie apocalypse in the meantime, you have to kill some zombies. Sure, yeah, I'm totally willing to kill zombies. That's part of brewing. <laughs> Everyone knows that. To hear more on this and other successful creative business owners talk about their own thoughts on the creative process that drives their businesses, check out thepodplay.com slash creativedrivers. Or search it out anywhere you get your podcasts. Strand Brewing Company, bringing you the best beachside beer since 2009. Well, that was a refreshing break. <clears throat> it's still active. I refreshed my throwback lager. Uh, cheers, cheers. Let's do that in the microphone there. Oh, oh, very nice. Oh. Yeah. And did you refresh your
1: Atticus? I did. Atticus.
0: Is it? Is it I always think of uh, Pacino. Atticus. Uh, to, oh yes uh, uh, behind us uh, no one's getting nailed to a cross uh, <laughs> this is a cornhole tr- uh, tournament thing and if you don't know what cornhole is good for you it's where you throw a bean bag through a hole in a wooden box Super fun Super fun not super fun <laughs> people that we yeah. love them yeah. they're great. Anyway there's always something going on here at Strand and we don't want to stop it. Nor no. do we want them to stop us. No, not at all. It's just free love around here, baby.
1: Let's just continue. However, I'm On, going uh, upward. So, after beer, I've decided um, my approach to this um, very—you know—I mean, this could put me in a lot of trouble, right? Are you? Are am you backpedaling?
0: No. But is there surgery you. involved? What, what are no, you doing? No, 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 oh, no.
1: Okay. I'm yeah, i am not going to say the name of the film. Oh okay. But the reason I brought up Oh the actor thing. The actor the actor that didn't read read the written word. Right. So this particular actor showed up four days and I was in Montreal for six months. So I became him. I was supposed to stunt double him, but I became the actor. I had to know all the dialogue. I had to you know I read the script and blah blah blah.
0: I could probably Google this really quickly and figure out what Probably, you're but... About. If it, I had any inclination when he like to God, actually when he be... Walked,
1: when he actually walked on the set, everybody was like, oh my God, he's here, he's here, you know. But can I tell you, want to hear a funny story?
0: So wait, you had been acting as... They shot scenes with oh, you. Oh, with me.
1: He wasn't... The director actually told him, you're going to have to watch the playbacks and do what Mark's doing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but let me tell you a story.
0: Because first I thought you were talking about J- uh, Dame Judi Dench, but you're not. You're talking no. about a man
1: actor. Well, of course. I'm a okay. stunt double. I don't double women. <laughs> <laughs> Go Stupid ahead. writer. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. So I was in Montreal, and yeah. I was there for like three months, and this particular actor hasn't even shown up yet. He's a huge A-list actor. And um, they're on a call sheet. A call sheet... Uh, describe a call sheet, please. In your, you know...
0: A call sheet is a, is a list of, uh, of times uh, of arrival for everyone that works on the movie. Uh, well, from, from the uh, PAs, the production assistants, to the directors and talent. Correct. So... They also give you like weird things like, when's the sun going to rise? When's correct. the sun going to go down? I love call sheets. And, but a
1: call sheet for cast is order of appearance, meaning like one, two, three, and four. So this particular gentleman, not the guy I'm talking about, not the guy I'm doubling, but this other gentleman is fourth in the call sheet. So he's got a huge role this day. It's massive, right? And um, it's it's funny, because I don't want to use the name because it's going to give the movie away and it's going to get me in trouble. But the next episode, I promise you, I will divulge all the names. Okay?
0: <laughs> and I will help fight.
1: I know you I'll will. I'll help fight people I you will. for you. Because you don't care if I work another fucking day as long as I live, right? Excuse my language. So Who anyway. knows if any
0: of us are going to work ever again? Correct.
1: But anyway, to make a long story short, let's say the fourth person on this call sheet is named um, Atticus. Okay, Atticus. Atticus. So I'm doing a scene
0: with, with Atticus. Atticus. Yeah.
1: Okay? And pretty, my, big, pretty big actor? Yeah. He's done really well. Everyone that was involved with this movie has done very well. Was I'll he
0: was g- he was he famous at that point?
1: No. Okay. But I'll give you one name that went on to do great things. Henry Cap. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he became a very really good friend of mine. He was one of the nicest gentlemen and just a trustworthy, honest, wonderful human being. That's why anyway. Nice to hear. So I'm doing... Do you think anyone says I'm that doing, about me? I don't... Yes. Yeah? Yeah, you're a wonderful person, David. So, uh, the fourth in the call sheet, I'm doing a scene with Atticus. Yes. And all of a sudden, my actor, everyone's going, he's here, he's here, he's here. He finally showed up. First day of There's work, a hum. There's a hum. There's a, a, there's hum, a, there's a buzz on the set. And a fluttering. And then he yells, Cooper, Cooper. And then I look at him and I go, shit, man, where have you been? And he comes running over to me and goes, what's going on in this scene? What's going on? What's happening? I go, well, this is Like he's a
0: soccer player that
1: you can pick up the the, the match. This is a God's honest, true story.
0: You just kick the ball in the goal. That's what you do as an actor. This is a God's (laughs) honest,
1: true story. He comes up to me and goes, so what's going on here? I go, well, this is where Atticus, who's not the real name, comes and pledges his allegiance to you. And this is where it goes down. It's a heavy scene. And he goes... Yells at the director See this is why Mark's been here Everything's going to be fine And he grabs me Oh he, like it was
0: his idea Yeah For you gra- to just
1: and he, Right And he grabs me And he walks away from everyone and he goes So tell me Who the fuck is Atticus
0: <laughs> The like, role he's been hired for
1: n- No Oh the, the actor that he's acting towards I'm sorry Yeah And then I, I go Bro have you re- even read any of this Have you read one word of this You know so anyway. And his answer he avoided the question. He avoided the question. Yes, but anyway, that's those are the situations you find yourself in as a stuntman.
0: So he was cool with you picking up his slack. He wasn't. He then didn't passive aggressively take he was you down very in happy. Anyway. Are you kidding me? That's cool. That speaks to this person. Now, here, as a writer, the fact that he never read the script, I don't appreciate. However, the fact that someone took his slack. And he didn't show up on set and then berate that person. Yeah.
1: And then guess what? He shows up. I mean, four it's, it's of like saying... Four months later, works four or five whatever days, and absolutely kills it. Right. Right. Because
0: he's it. a movie star.
1: Yeah. It kills it. You're like, shit. How do you do that, man? Like, it just absolutely... It,
0: it comes down to... Like, that's what's interesting about craft, isn't it? Because... Uh, there are certain actors that, that like I'm sure De Niro could come well you know what I don't even know how much preparation De Niro does maybe he does zero There, are you, you hear about these actors that prepare 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 and deliver yeah and then you hear about these actors that obviously don't prepare but still deliver which way is the right way who well, knows
1: I think it's a it's a God given talent but it's also you know hard work I mean look at Daniel Day-Lewis he's gifted oh with both, yeah right yeah a God given talent and preparation right I mean, even when you looked at—I mean, not because he played a stuntman. Look at Brad Pitt's uh, performance in Once Upon a Amazing. Time. Amazing. That guy Holy does shit. not get
0: enough credit for, for the no. the work that he does. He's just too down good. In between looking. lines. Yeah. 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 No, he's a captivating person to watch. It's you can watch his uh, wheels turn.
1: Yeah. It was um, a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. An excellent movie.
0: Uh, which, which brings me to which brings me to it. My thought after our little break. Mm. But coming down to craft and and coming down to uh, a writer watching someone else work on a movie set. I find it uh, immensely, I I guess I'm um, envious of the the hold that you can have on a set where uh, obviously depending on circumstances you can walk up to a director on a set and completely change a scene under a couple of different Approaches. One one is safety. The other one is, I don't think it will look as good as that. And you actually know what you're fucking talking about. Like, if I come up to a director and say, I think it would sound better this way, he has to believe that I know what people want to fucking hear. Well, yes. but You can walk up under the caveat of, like, if the guy goes out the d- window that way, he might die, or it might not look real, and he doesn't have any reason to believe that it would look real because he doesn't know how the body falls. Right. Like,
1: you've done the math of... Right, and sometimes they listen and sometimes they don't. But, and then sometimes, you know, you you could be wrong as a coordinator. Well, not the safety part.
0: Well, that's an interesting point, too. When things go wrong...
1: As a safety... As... as, as Predominantly, you're, you're, you're... your job is to keep every single person on that set safe. Yeah. The guys behind the camera. Let's say we're shooting well, weapons. And, and like that, that brings
0: up an interesting point because we yeah. did reshoots on, on Kook. Yeah. And I call it Kook because mm-hmm. it's forever in my mind Kook. We did reshoots and we were shooting in Palos Verdes at like a secret surf spot. I yeah, remember. yeah. I was there. Oh, yes. You were there because yeah. to get to the set, you yeah, had to dangerous. go down yeah. uh, uh, an incline that was crazy. Right. And then you had a little respite, uh, what I'd like to call a uh, landing, <laughs> right. where Cooper was sitting, holding a rope, yes, so that people could descend down the second. Correct. And you were holding it for tourists that were there to yeah. collect I mean, shells.
1: <laughs> right. And
0: yeah. It was fucking hot, was and I hot. remember just looking at you, and I thought, "That's," a, 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 and obviously I'm kissing your ass here, but that's this is a, okay. a class A dude. Well, thank you weren't on the most giant movies that film has ever known, and here you are holding a rope so that no one scrapes a
1: fucking knee in the 90-degree weather in the middle of summer. But to me, looking at that, there's, you know, life is life, and people are people. You're no better than any other freaking swinging, excuse my language, like... I think that's a beautiful thing, but I don't think you encounter that a lot. Unfortunately not, but in every aspect of it.
0: And that brings a humanity back into the, the process of what we're doing, which is reflecting humanity. Correct. That is all that movies are, is allowing us to go, what would we do in that situation? But how hard is it
1: to hold a rope for a fucking tourist Well, oh, I think down for like, some
0: people it's really hard. Like, that, for me, it would be physically difficult.
1: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
0: for other people, it would be I'm like, I don't want to be the guy that's holding the fucking rope. I just
1: want to get an elevator for you because you're a chain smoker.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> since quit smoking. <laughs> feel much better.
1: Excellent. I'm so proud of you. But, yeah, I mean, it is it's it is what it is. Right?
0: Well, it, it comes with this responsibility, but it also, I think, uh, in any field, um, informs the artist within the craft.
1: But, listen, i got to tell you something. That said, I've gotten jobs from hair department. No. Yeah. You know, going... Oh, you should hire Mark as a stunt coordinator because, because I made a guy cut his hair and they didn't have to wig him. Or I, or I try to hire girls that have the same length hair, and if they don't have the same length hair, but they have the same um, skin color and they have the same, you know, blah, 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 as the lead actress, and then I would ask them, okay, this is a pretty good job. It's this actress you're doubling. Will you cut your hair? And if not, it's okay. It doesn't mean you have lost a job. But maybe I'll look for someone who has shorter hair. and if I can't. But fight,
0: you're acting more as a producer, then. That's what's fascinating well, about, like, if you're good at your job, if you're a good casting director or,
1: or a good stunt yeah, coordinator. Yeah, but, but just getting back to that, because people are people. Every single department's important to me. Yeah. Hair, makeup, and crafty. It is. Yeah. You know, just take care of everybody. Yeah. I, and in all aspects of life, and I think it'd be a better place. Because once one
0: element goes down, it can really take down the whole oh, fucking thing. Oh, hell yes. And that's amazing how fragile a film set actually is. Absolutely. And how bad a day can seem, and how fucked up that can make three scenes that have nothing to do with each other, that are in different parts of the movie, and then you have a big piece of shit. Right. Well, which yeah, is amazing.
1: You're absolutely right. But coming across writers like you that are willing to, like, when we sat down and we'd like, I'd, you know, digest your script, you know, just. It's important to find people that are willing to listen.
0: Well, and you have to know that that's the end game. You're making this thing, this mm. like living, breathing, mushy, and it's a wonderful thing.
1: It's a wonderful thing.
0: It is. It's, and and it's, you're so lucky to be a part of it. Yes. And it's not the hashtag blessed bullshit. It's like, no, you're, you're so actually running. You're running away with the fucking circus. I'm so And every time of you that. get to make anything, you're running away with the circus.
1: Yeah.
0: We were talking about Favreau and and and. Uh, uh, brilliance versus work work and and yeah yeah Yeah. the things that people don't see so a lot of people look at Favreau and just go what a lucky guy but the guy made his own movie back in the 90s and then continued to work really hard right
1: and then I know for a fact that he goes home and he writes and he like comes up with stuff and he's not just you know he doesn't just show up on the set and all of a sudden Mandalorian is you know a hit It comes from hours of blood, sweat, and tears, right?
0: Meanwhile, Vince Vaughn drives a golf cart up and down Manhattan Beach and gets arrested for DUIs. You can look at those two trajectories and and see. Because Vince Vaughn came out... He's a neighbor, though. And I very much like Vince Vaughn. He has a kid that plays soccer. Yeah. He's a funny man.
1: Sure. Yeah. Okay. But getting back to the work ethic, right? Which is what this is all about. I'm sure Vince has a big work ethic as well. But I think what you want to talk about right now is the reality of things right? truly <coughs> is that what we're going to do?
0: well I think uh, <coughs> we have to decide what this is about we're coming at it from a, a, a different point of view I'm a writer and you're you're a sun man, so and a stunt coordinator you have to have the movie greenlit for you to work I have to create the work to have a greenlit
1: I don't work without you
0: you have worked without me quite no, a bit
1: but I don't work without writers right Right. So it starts with the written word.
0: And and, and I think all uh, concepts start with the idea of showing up. And, yes. and is that what this is about? Like, what, what's this podcast about? It, when it comes down to it, like, we have a writer and a stuntman. Someone who's... It's almost as bad as saying a writer and an editor. Who, who Actually, that would be a terrible show, because those people would never get along.
1: <laughs> okay, but... <laughs> We're off on a different tangent right It's now.
0: fine. I, I think what the question is, is what do we want this podcast to be and where could we go with it? And maybe we're wrong and maybe we're right because we're going to do it anyway.
1: No, I think it's fine. I think we talk about our work and I think that um, we talk about dreams and dreams become reality. And how hard it is to be, you know, to make those dreams into reality.
0: And then alter those dreams to keep you going. To keep you going. Because I know one of the big things for me, and I told you that before, and and you told me I was being a little self-deprecating, is my big goal in life was not to create TV or make TV or write TV shows, it was to get to that, make that film, to get to write that film. Which you did. And then I did, and it and it was like the floor dropped out, and... I lived on a different planet. Like, right, so but now you hunger for more, right? Yes.
1: Okay. Different more. Yeah.
0: And so, different more is important. And I think good. different more that, is what's important. But what that's keeps in us every, going.
1: that should be in every aspect of life. Absolutely. Hunger for more. Hunger for and, more. And, and to alter it and
0: to, to make it better or different. Yeah. Or and that a comes, different approach. And that comes or to from get hard, more honest.
1: And that comes from hard work. Yeah. Hard work. Got to put in the time. No matter what walk of life you're doing. What
0: do you hope? when you approach a new project
1: what do I hope
0: is there something that you feel like you could get across
1: better with each new project the quality of my work probably and honesty honesty the quality of work I think hand in hand right don't you think
0: I no that's absolutely what I when I look at stuff that I've done before I was like oh I could have just tried a little harder and made that a little better
1: right I see what you're saying. Yeah, the well, same with my But work, but, but like,
0: you've 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 done these massive projects, and I don't. You can't really look back on them and go, "I wish I had fallen out of that." Of course you can. Window You can
1: second guess everything you probably are doing, but that doesn't get you anywhere either, does it? Doesn't. As long as you can lay your head on the pillow at night and just go, "You know what? I did the best fucking job I can, or I could," and wake up in the morning going, "You know what? I'm going to do it again." I'm going to do it again and again and again.
0: My, uh, my uh, unique experience is that I write words that I hope people uh, uh, react to and then take action on. Your work is on set and you have a unique relationship with people on set and then a unique reaction with the people off set that are watching the movie. Okay. What moves you more? Is it the set being on set and those actions or is it seeing the finished work? Because for a writer it's seeing the finished work. It's not... So
1: in the stunt world you have these things called rehearsals even before, you know, like once again the, the project's sold and you meet with the writer, you meet with the director and then if the stunts go kind of cuckoo, you know, you want to rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and then you fine tune those rehearsals and you show them to the writers the directors and the producers and they kind of tweak them as it were for the day you start shooting so my job as a coordinator and as a stunt performer start way before the cameras even roll. you know in, in the rehearsal process in the meetings that we have you know regarding the stunts you know in the in the, in the table read and everything you know
0: yeah, I do remember that yeah. when when you were we we had a whiteboard in front of us, uh-huh. yeah, and you had ideas about a scene. I was like, oh, here's another motherfucker with ideas here's about this thing.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, typical.
0: But yeah. you were supporting the actual vision of the script, of course. Like, and that's when I knew
1: again that we were going to be friends because again, you were supporting the script. But as, as far as for me, I'm not going to work until the writer sells something. There's no what? way. What? And then I know what a pain in the ass they had, he or she, selling it. So I want to make sure that my job is to bring their vision to life. But and you it understand, it's, so it's my, kind of
0: like when, when, when I walked onto that set, I was kind of like the water boy making friends with the linebacker. <laughs> like the quarterback hated me. No. no, Bill didn't hate me, but he's the director. He, like he has no time for the writer. The writer's job is done. Yeah. Like he's just like squatting it, yeah. until he needed me and then he wanted me near him. Mm-hmm, but right. mostly it was just like Dave, shh, shh, shh. Just get me a fruit roll-up or something. <laughs> and you and I connected in a very strange way because I feel well, because like I it was a, fruit roll up. I was like, I was the guy that drew the maps <laughs> for the defensive thing. I didn't actually draw the X's and the O's. Right. And then yeah. you were like, oh this is how we're gonna do it. And I was like, oh my god, this is so much insight. I guess what's fascinating about the the the, the meeting of these two areas for me. Is that they do, they they rely on each other, but they're so completely separate. Yeah, they're different. But they both are fucking fanboys of what we do. Right. You won't find bigger fanboys than writers, and now I discovered
1: the stunt department. Look what usually makes a trailer in a movie. It's some stunts. Right. It's some action.
0: Yeah, and some writing. In a world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just
0: like completely different
1: from the movie. So there we go. Very
0: little dialogue makes it into the movie or, or emotions.
1: So, I'll pat your back and you pat mine.
0: Sure, this is what this show is going to be about. I also remember what was fascinating about it was you brought your own fucking like, tumble mats.
1: For Those the are the stunts. The stunt pads. Stunt pads. But whatever, yeah. Yeah, of course. But Can I just thought that say. was
0: so fucking cool. It was like, oh, I got my own stunt pads. I got them up truck. Yeah. We're going to land on this.
1: This yeah. is my stunt pads. And I thought it was cool that you brought your pencil to it. I you
0: know, did. I actually pass. took it
1: from someone. <laughs> It wasn't a very good pencil. I hated it. A number two. Oh my goodness.
0: But I think, honestly, maybe I learned the most uh, about actual filmmaking on that set from you.
1: Well, thank you. That's from weird. your that's, from your stories that's that very came. Kind.
0: No, but from your stories that came before, and uh-huh. from your um, passion that existed during it. you and the DP.
1: Oh yeah. The DP
0: Darren yeah. Moran. Yeah, Good who was man. a brilliant DP. It didn't yes. really matter if he was brilliant or not. He just had really great wisdom. Like, and, don't trust a fart over forty. And was one of his and uh, pieces a of great
1: wisdom. work ethic. Yes, he was in the water, right, in a wetsuit. He was on the land. It was for the movie, but yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, to his credit, Bill did too.
0: Bill, no, and, Bill and he's a director. Asked. He's supposed to. Yeah. It's his vision. Yeah and I, I do agree with you that Bill worked his ass off and, yeah. and Joe worked his ass off yeah. everyone on that movie that, that was above the line yeah. that could pay me again worked their ass off in a very, very good way yeah. and I would work for them if they paid me again very
1: much so I as well is that the correct way to say it? I as well? I as well not really, huh? no, that, me too? that's
0: very no, no, no don't say me too <laughs> there's no me too on this show <laughs> gotcha It's two white dudes talking about the movie business. Uh, I I very much look forward to digging into the past of Mark Cooper and also the future of filmmaking with Mark Cooper. Through the eyes of uh, two uh, craftsmen.
1: Likewise. Likewise, brother. Two
0: cobblers of the movie business. Two
1: cobblers. Yeah.
0: This was fun. Let's uh, cheers to another... Cheers. Seven million episodes of The Writer and the Stuntman.
1: Throwback Atticus. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you, Mark.
0: The Pop Play presents The Stuntman and the Writer, starring Mark Cooper and Dave Harris. Original music by Moses Luster in the Hollywood Lights. Sound editing by Ogden Edwin. Our website is thepodplay.com. Look for our other productions wherever you download or listen to podcasts.